You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. Oh, we have a lovely podcast. We have so many things. We had a big uh, podcast meeting before this. We are lined and ready to lined up and ready to rock. What's up, Al? What? I don't know. Uh, I found something. Uh, I've been meaning to bring this up for a while, but I keep forgetting to write it down on my notepad, and I finally did today. Amazing. If you don't, if I don't write a little it down, note, you don't remember stuff. Because this comes up quite a bit, and I know other people have um, experienced this in life, and I don't ever recall hearing it discussed anywhere. And that is when you use a public bathroom or a public uh, like we have a, a cafeteria here, not yeah. a cafeteria, a, a commissary, break, a commissary. They don't serve food, but there's a sink back there. Yeah. There's the coffee machines, that sort of thing. And there's a roll of paper towels, Little kitchen area, a kitchen area, Jerry, with some paper towels, a low key, disgusting thing is when you go to use the paper towels and see wet fingerprints on it. Yeah. Because that means somebody, I, I don't Washed know if they were. hands, you would hope. You would hope. But maybe, did they use soap? Did they not use soap? Were they washing their hands because something disgusting was on their hands? Then they grab the paper towel the thing. Top. Yep. And, like, I go back there to wash out my uh, coffee cup every day mm-hmm. and dry it with the paper towels. I, I don't want to put somebody's fingerprints into my coffee cup to right. dry it. But you also don't want to waste... Because it's not just one or two paper towels. It's wet. Oh, yeah. It soaks through. through. Yeah, yeah. I don't I know what I, to do. Nothing. You rip the paper towel off and you use it. Yeah. I, I'm I, the wrong person to ask today because you know how I cut my bagel. How so? There's a bagel slicer in there from when Craig bought it about yes. nine years ago. I don't think it's been used in probably seven years. Yeah. It was sitting on the uh, the heating vent. Yeah, you're like, I'll use this bagel cutter. Like, I wonder if anybody used this. Clearly not because it was hot. It was just sitting on the heat. <laughs> and then I opened it. I'm like, oh, there's a lot of dust in there. And I just jammed the bagel in there, sliced it, got a beautiful cut. Probably ate some dust, some uh, germs. Eh. That was actually a gift from an intern many years ago. It was a great ago. gift. It was a great gift that was for a the gift office. From an intern? Yeah. Wow. A really nice quality bagel cutter. That is, and let me tell you something that cut that bagel. Yeah. No blemishes. No blemishes, right. Phenomenal cut. Through the dust and everything. You threw the dust and everything. And then I put it back. <laughs> Plus, if it, was, uh, if it got hot from sitting on the heater. That's nice. It keeps your bagel warm, like a warm knife cutting through. That's true. Like a knife through butter. Like a hot knife through butter, Jerry. So, yeah, so germ-wise, I'm not really the person to talk to today Yeah, it after happens. doing that. It happens sometimes, too, like if you use a bathroom in a restaurant and they have uh, the paper towels just on the sink. Mm-hmm. 
There's no way to grab paper towels without wetting previous paper towels. It's really disgusting. A a dispenser, I suppose, but that's but who's no dispenser? Yeah, right. No, you're not putting that in your kitchen, though. Yeah, that's true. I do. It's funny since you started with the bathroom because I had something which I meant to write down and yeah. Now I reminded you. And this should be and could be a commercial for Jersey Mike's. So I go into the bathroom last night, about I would say right after they open the doors. They open the doors an hour before tip-off. I open the bathroom door, and, you know, there's, like, there's probably 20 urinals in there, and there's, like, a, 10 uh, stalls. And I see a man. He is peeing at the urinal while eating his Jersey Mike stop. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's <laughs> disgusting. Like, wow. Jersey Mike's so good you can't pee without it. Yeah. Well, I guess your other option is put it on the urinal. You don't want to do that. Or you eat your sit. You can hold. Unless this guy, yeah, especially if they put it in the bag in the yes, or, or it's can, wrapped, you can sit down and have your sandwich and wait four minutes to yeah. go to the bathroom. That's true. But he, I he couldn't left, wait. He had his right hand on his thingy. His left hand was eating his. Now I'll give him credit. He was holding the sandwich over his shoulder so that there would be no urine spray. That was smart, but I he took a he turned and took a bite. Yeah, like wow. Yeah, I don't like in in places like in restaurants where you're using for the most part. I believe you're using the same bathroom that the people cooking and preparing your food are. There's not a separate bathroom in the kitchen area. So probably not. Right. So when you go into a bathroom in a restaurant, and this happens sometimes in nicer restaurants, the bathrooms are just not great, and they have like uh, the the hand blower instead yeah. of the towel. That's useless to me yep. because now with your not dry, wet hand, you're touching the door handle to get out. True. Disgusting. And now you're going to go prepare my food? That's true. Get lost. And yet we keep going. Yeah, and we've been told over and over again that those those hand dryers just blow the germs around. Right. So. Although the theory is you just washed your hands and killed all the germs. Right, but Isn't now you're. that though? Yeah. What like, do you mean? No, you're never going to kill all the germs. Okay. So, they, but that, but the problem is you're then touching the door handle to get out Unless from you, somebody who didn't wash their hands. That is very well, and not everybody does. That's no. very true. That is very it's true. Disgu- I'm, I'm actually surprised we don't get sicker from going out to restaurants. Well, I guess you build up, the, but you also build up the defense too. That's true. They do say it's good for your body to yeah. build up defense mechanisms. You need germs. What do they say? You need the the bacteria in your stomach. Is that what they say? I believe so. In order yeah. to build need, up immunity, yeah, the good bacteria. Yeah, yeah I, I think suppose. So. I don't know. I just always get like skeeved out, skeeved out by bathrooms. Or they're, if you go, they're gross. Or if you go into a bathroom and 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 the, and the person preparing your food is in the bathroom and you're like, oh, uh, that's, you don't want to see that. You don't want to see that. That's horrible. Yeah, horrible. Makes you want to never go out to eat again. Well, just look at what you're eating and realize how where it comes from. It yeah. also makes you not want to ever eat again. Correct. We were talking uh, during the uh, Boomer and Geo show today. It came up uh, about these, uh, I guess, in New York City, Amazon drivers being yeah. robbed, where people are stealing the Amazon packages yep. or just commandeering the trucks. And it got me thinking, like, why would you, like, if you wanted to be a UPS driver or an Amazon driver, why wouldn't you go do that in the suburbs? Why would you do it in New York City, which seems like an absolute nightmare? I don't know. I don't know why anybody would want to drive in New York City, quite frankly. Yeah. It's it's not easy. It's too congested. There are too many rules. You get too many tickets, and there are too many um, 
trouble spots. Yes. For what you have to do and what you have to deliver. I'm with you. I'd rather go in the suburbs where there are driveways. Yeah. Like I forget New York City. I don't even want to be in North Jersey where right. parking could be difficult. I want to be in central and south and western New Jersey or in Pennsylvania where I can actually pull into someone's driveway, drop off the package, go back in and get out. Yeah, the, even like in uh, in the Jersey Shore area, I see the Amazon drivers that are quite comfortable. They pull over, yeah. they go deliver the package. You think they make more money for driving in tougher spots. Like it's hard to drive a big truck in New York City. I bet I'm I'm sure I would hope New York pays the most. Right, that could but be I it. think your expenses to be a worker in New York are also more like anything well, Uber. Well, how does it work stuff. though even with Amazon? Are those drivers employees or do they own their own Amazon distribution company? It's a good question. Yeah, I don't know. I thought Amazon looks for drivers like when you see the ads it's it's to be an employee of Amazon, okay. I think. I don't know. I know you I do know that you can start your own driving company and work through Amazon. Yeah. I didn't know if they hired drivers or not. I also see sometimes like UPS drivers and Amazon, sometimes they have a very large package to deliver. Yeah. What if you're not of the body type that could pick that up? I believe those are requirements for the job. Really? Yeah, I think so. I wonder what the weight limit is. Like you, like what's the, what's the heaviest thing I can order from Amazon? Uh, can I get a dresser? Of course. Uh, I wonder, like, what's the heaviest get, product? I'll give you one. Give me a heavy product. A weight set. If I bought a weight set oh, off can, of you can buy that Amazon, yeah. they'd deliver it. It'd be like 300 pounds of weights. It could be. Let's see. Ugh. How about a... Well, I can tell you we got our, our trampoline off Amazon. Yeah. That box is pretty heavy with all the steel in it. Yes. Um, That was years ago. How, how about this? How about a hot water heater? Think you can get that on Amazon? Yes. That's got to be heavy, no? Yeah. That's got to be heavy. Water. Hot water heater? No, maybe not. Oh, here it is. Hot water heater on Amazon? Yes, you can. Yeah. That's nuts. No, 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 no. Can't get one on there? No, 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 no. No, this is like a hot water heater to make tea. I see. That, by the way, I believe would be quite light. Yeah, it would be quite light, yes. I'll tell you what I know you can get on there. It would be the stationary bikes. Those are very heavy. Very heavy. Right, and you got your you're a one person yeah team, a foosball table yes P- heavy a pool table pool table all those things are very heavy. TVs used to be heavy. Now they're TVs aren't necessarily heavy, but the large TVs the boxes are just so big that yeah. you can't handle it yourself. Yes, they sell bedroom dressers. Absolutely, I'd be an absolutely terrible Amazon UPS driver. I'd be more the speed of, like, um, a postal worker. Like, I could deliver mail. By the way, postal workers got to hustle. Yeah, they got big packages, too. The men and the women? or <laughs> Yes, Jerry, the men and the women both have big packages that deliver the mail. Yeah, I mean, th- and matter of fact, I believe um, let me see, three of my friends are postal. Yeah, three of them. Two of them do work for, they deliver for UPS or Amazon or something like that on the side as well. Is that right? Yeah. I don't know if that's, I think it's allowed because I think they work in conjunction with them now. There's a female Amazon truck driver that has my neighborhood, like drives a yeah. pretty decent sized truck. Mm-hmm. That's impressive. Like she's a thin woman. It's Good not like, 
I'd expect a large woman to be able to handle a truck, Jerry, but a thin, what frail What is it, like an 18-wheeler? No, it's not an 18-wheeler, but it's like a UPS truck, but oh, for so Amazon. You just put the thing in drive, and you put the you foot on the pedal. corners. You don't oh, want to hit other cars. To drive, though. She needs a what, CDL license for that. What's the difference if she's petite or large? I just feel like it's a larger... knowing how to turn the thing. Yeah. I just feel like a larger woman can commandeer a larger truck. Man, too. Like a larger guy. You don't think you could drive a truck? No. Okay. I'm too frail. You're going to go buy a Mini? Yeah. A mini I'd, Cooper? I'd be like one of the, yeah, the Mini cars. Mini cars. Like, I could drive a mail truck. It's not as big as okay as the um, UPS truck. I hear or you. The Amazon You're talking truck. about the big brown Amazon box yeah. truck. Yeah. Like the big brown UPS truck. Walking but brown. that's a lot easier, though, than an 18-wheeler. Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially in the suburbs. Now, around yeah, here, yeah. still still difficult. Very tight. In the suburbs, eh. Mm-hmm. Not that big a deal. I would like one of the the male men and male women, Jerry. Growing up, they had the Jeep style. Yes. Uh, cars, and I feel like back then we were getting a lot of uh, mail. We were getting a lot more mail delivery. Right, right, right. Who that girl, Jerry? I don't know. <laughs> Probably an intern. I don't think so. Sales girl. I believe so. All right. Uh, like we're some sort of zoo animals, Jerry, where they looking at that, us here. Well, that's in this what just happened. Studio. She's like, who are these professional? Yeah, we've been here for twenty seven years. Yeah, we got a lot of experience. <laughs> we're thinking about becoming UPS, Amazon slash. Drivers. Where do you think those jeeps are? Where think are those they? Are like in Lithuania right now yeah. or something? Terrorists are using them in a foreign oh, country. I, didn't mean that. I always just... think of that whenever I see an old Toyota truck. I know. And you see it in Cambodia. Yeah. Or Vietnam or China or somewhere. But in some ways, it makes me look at it and go, those are, I bet, really good trucks. Because there's no way the terrorist Iraqis are changing the oil in those things. They're driving them around in the desert. Just keep adding oil. You'd not changing new oil. Just and they're still running. It. Remember, I just keep adding to it. That was my dream car when I was a little kid. Like, I wanted a Toyota pickup truck. Yeah, that I know. so cool. You told me. I agree. The Toyota pickup trucks are some of the nicest ones out there. The yeah. Toyota 4Runner. I love that truck. The Tacoma's great, too. Um, the I would say the only trucks that I've liked as much or more have been the uh, the Avalanche. Yeah. You know, the Chevy Avalanche. And this Ford Raptor is just a gorgeous truck. I'm not sure I could drive one of those. You, you know could. what I'm saying, Jerry? It's a, no, it's you a could. lot of truck. I always find it funny when you see a gigantic truck like that. Yeah. And then the car comes to a stop, and the guy gets out, and he's like five foot three. Yeah. You know, he's ninety seven pounds. Yeah, you expect a big like That's manly. Really, shouldn't you be in like a a small little Honda Fit? Yeah. No, he's in a pickup truck. Eddie's in a small Honda Fit, and Eddie should be in a pickup truck. Right. Eddie would be perfect for a pickup truck. He gets out, pony, you know, gray haired ponytail. That's true. Got a cowboy jeans. hat in the side. Walk around with it. Really yeah. look good. He would look great. He dog, would. a dog with him sitting yeah. on the passenger seat. Yep. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I also saw that uh, Starbucks people are going are gonna be not on strike. They're though they're planning on maybe doing a walkout again. Again? Didn't we just do this? I know. Here's the thing. Is that I don't understand for jobs that 
you can transfer those skills to another job. Yeah. And Starbucks, I believe, is one of those, right? You, If you have the skills to work at Starbucks, you could work at probably any number of places. Yeah. Leave and go somewhere else then if you don't like it. I'm with you. And if enough people don't like it, no one's going to want to work at Starbucks. And then they'll be forced to, that's true. Yeah. I just hate when they're like, oh, we're going to walk out. Why? Yeah. I guess they feel like that's their career. And they want to be paid the way they should be paid. I don't know. I don't know the details of it. But. I actually had so, heard somebody on a podcast talking about this, that people, like, those jobs were not supposed to be career jobs. Mm-hmm. And we've turned them into career jobs. And then expect them to be, expect them to treat the employees like they're career employees. When that really wasn't what those jobs were meant for. Those jobs were meant for people just starting out in the workforce, yeah. people ending, retiring from the workforce. Like retail jobs. Not yeah. management, but like the entry-level retail yeah. jobs. But like we we get mad at those places if they're not like these perfect career-long jobs when that's not I, really what you, they're built for. Listen, you can just knowing that there's going to be a limit to what you're going to make. Right. Because you can't, you know, I, I know... I know you have I know you have an issue when you say owners don't need to make as much as they make or CEOs and stuff like that. Yes. Like, I, I I understand that, I get that. Um, but in a case like a, a retail store, now Starbucks in and of itself, the brand probably makes a fortune. But someone I believe owns the local Starbucks. Yes. You buy and you put your ass and your life on the line financially to open that Starbucks. And I don't know, top of my head, I have no idea what the franchise fee is. My guess would be it is a high six-figure, if not a seven-figure number to have the ability to open that store and then to have the ability to then have enough money to build it out unless the, unless the shopping center builds it out for you, which can be the case in some places. Others, you're going to have to pay for it yourself. And then to have the ability to hope that people come in just because you're Starbucks to where money starts coming in. And if not, you have enough money to pay employees that have done nothing other than sign a couple of pieces of paper that say they'd like to work for you for a fee. If none of that goes right, that owner is out a shit ton of money and no one gives a crap. So to me, it's okay if they make a lot, as long as you are paying your employees what you have to. And yes, it would be nice if you could pay them a little extra. You give them some bonuses, make them want to work for you. But man, you are putting so much on the line when you open these places. And it's as if no one gives a crap about that person. And if it wasn't for that person, your fat ass wouldn't have a job there. Correct. Right or wrong. Right. That's why it's funny sometimes when you see like a new place going in somewhere and you go, oh my God, this is not going to make it. How do they not know that? How do I know this? And they don't know that. I couldn't agree with you more. And And you see them building out and all the money that's going into that. And you're like, I've seen every restaurant fail in this location. What are you doing? All right. So What are you doing? So here you go. All right. Depending upon where and depending upon construction costs. So I think it's fair to say in Manhattan, would be one of the higher to build places out in the country. Okay. Yeah. This is from the Wolf of Franchises.com. So I take All this right. for what it's worth. This could be accurate. This might be a little off. Okay. okay. Um, so they have supposedly 
They got rid of the franchise fee not too long ago, but there's a licensing fee now for Starbucks. Which you pay every okay. year, I guess? Which star I that's a great question. Yeah, because if you're not know. paying a franchise fee, you're probably paying that yearly. Wow. It does so this one doesn't say. So the uh, this previous article said to open up a licensed Starbucks store, the startup costs, depending upon uh location, minimum two hundred and thirty thousand dollars upwards of two point four million dollars. That does and I listen, I you don't see Starbucks places closing, but there have been issues socially around where Starbucks have closed. Yes. You're out that money if something happens. If another pandemic hits and no one's going to, and you're not allowed into coffee shops, you're closing. Yes. That money's gone. Gone. I know. And that's what happens with people when they retire. Like they have this idea that when they retire, they're going to, they're going to open a business. Yeah. You worked all your life to get your retirement and then it's you sink it into a business that yeah. fails. Well, that's why I think if you're going to start a business, you start a business younger. You don't open a business when you're 70. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm all for wanting to do something. You know that. I don't know that I would start a business that's going to cost me hundreds of thousands no of dollars at that point. No way. I just don't see it. You know, that to me doesn't make sense. Hmm. I'm trying to think like what type of franchise I could run. I feel like I could run a Jersey Mike's. Of course you could. I feel like I could run a Subway. But I think you want to... I think you want one that you're going to enjoy. Them. Yes. I don't know that you would enjoy running a sandwich shop. Right. Because you, and it's also, if you're a franchisee, you have to follow the rules. Oh, yeah. You can't just decide, you know what? I'm going to make a steak burger and put it on the menu. No. <laughs> no, you can't. Jersey Mike's steak, steak burger. And in, mo I don't know about Jersey Mike's. I know because my friend owned a Subway. You have to buy all the meats and cheeses and everything comes from them. Yeah, because it has to be uniform. And they have it down to a science. They know how much they gave you. They know how much revenue you should be bringing in. And they basically bill you for it. So if you're making sandwiches that are too thick with the ham, uh, that's coming out of your bottom line because you're not some... You're, three slices. Yeah. That's it. Set to a specific thickness level on the cutter. And if you screw that up, that's your, that's your money that you're losing. It's really interesting. How yeah, that's why I don't get those places like uh, the uh, the the deli in New York, and then what's the place Craig loves in Edison, Harold's. New Jersey, Harold's, where they give you like twelve pounds of meat with as a sandwich, like because they charge what? you forty dollars for the sandwich. Oh, that explains it then. And right? you know what they do? They probably run through like uh, inventory very yeah. quickly. They don't have to worry about losing it. It's a lot of meat. Oh man, no one's buying the turkey. What are we gonna do? Up, oh, someone just ordered a turkey. Fine, just give them the whole damn bird. And the whole two, thing. And two pieces of toast. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing for Thanksgiving, Jerry? Working. Uh, As working. I do every year. Oh, Cowboys. Cowboys Commanders this year. Yep. Probably run over to my parents' house, bring bagels or something at like 10 yeah. o'clock for an hour, but that's it. Cowboys like a 4 o'clock game or there's like 3? Four, they're 4.30 actually. 4.30. So I will be from 3 until about 9 I'll be in my at-home studio, as they You'll say. be locked in. And then the Friday I'll be here. Do you have a home studio or is it like a desk setup? Like if I looked at your place, I'd be like, this looks like a studio. Um, I would say a little of both. I have it set up with a mixer. I've got the Comrex. I've got the headphones. I've got the computer. I've got you got two... a microphone set up yep, there? Yep. I got two TVs on the wall. Um, I've got the old Boomer and Carton CBS Sports Network uh, wall art, if you will. The giant one that's like seven feet by, by three yeah. feet. So that's hanging behind me. So if I ever put the zoom camera on, it looks pretty cool. 
Um, I don't have it soundproof though, but it's it's its own. It's probably like like a twelve by twelve room in the basement, um, and it's quiet, so it's it's pretty good. Do you have a microphone on a stand or on an arm like this one? Uh, on a stand. Yeah, because I like to actually pick it up and move it. I don't like the the problem is the the connection for the headset one is a mini plug and you got to get the adapter and I'm just better off with the regular microphone and the I have the uh the stand. Yeah. I would say that it's a studio then. Yeah, if I, I mean, peeked in I'd be like there's a man with a professional studio. You could definitely make the case because I've got the desktop plus I have the laptop. The laptop has software equipment on it to edit video and sound and then the computer I use for the computer. And a microphone and two TVs. Jerry, you're yes. set up. That's called so set okay. up. Yeah. My big thing I want to do in the next month is I want to redo the basement to where it's more of a livable, fun space. Like I want to I want to get th- two or three. You know, we have these little video games here. Yes. I want to get the next size one where there it's probably three times that size, but not like the big arcade ones. I want to get a few of those downstairs. Uh, I want to move the ping pong table from one side to the other side. I want to hang a couple of TVs on the wall, put a bar in. I think it'd be fun and make it more of a space that I want to go down there and use and utilize as opposed to right now. It's just kind of like, that's my office. And it's, uh, we don't really go down there. Right. Long. We don't just don't use it enough. You want to make it fun, Jerry. I do. I would like to make it fun. Okay. Yeah. I'm for that. I'm, right. I'm nothing but fun. I've heard that about yeah. you. Yeah. Mr. When people fun. think fun, they think of me. They do. That's true. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up program. We'll be back here tomorrow morning, Friday. Cool games. Cool games. That's right. You're going to get some sleep at some point today. Oh, am I I've heard. I'm going to bed at 6 o'clock tonight. 6 o'clock, and then we'll see you uh, at 5 a.m. So. <gasps>